frozen what's up guys yeah we're live just in time for buff to be frozen so I'm that's good. that's huge <laughs> it's not back. live yet oh there you are. i think you're kind of back on here I i'm back yeah i love it here this Hopefully. is a great show guys don't even worry about it um this stuff always happens i don't get it you, i feel like what is this episode like 96 you think i'd be getting better at like all the workings and stuff nope uh not at all not at all. <laughs> welcome in everybody uh welcome in buff how are you doing dude uh good now that i'm not frozen i'm doing well <laughs> yeah being frozen sucks not which good, man. is a teaser for r6 rainbow six operation deep freeze that we're going to talk about later look at you look at you go we we rehearsed that before everybody just so you guys know we practiced that yeah so. we do a lot of uh prep and uh rehearsal and stuff for this show yo taco thank you for the two pounds <laughs> question mark <laughs> I, think you, I think you got it is that a euro i don't even know i'm an uncultured american swine i don't know yeah we're dumb but thank you anyways that's awesome we're appreciate dumb it. but i appreciate it because it is it is a currency <laughs> euros phoenix has got me euros thank you that's super yeah. kind of you um maybe you should have watched the show a little bit before you did that and found out how not <laughs> ideal it is before you, you did that but <laughs> thank you so much excited to actually be here we got like a lot of stuff to talk about um got the modern warfare 3 multiplayer to talk about which will be a big juicy topic uh for us as uh the buff and i got some time with it not together so like we didn't play together so this is going to be interesting to see the two sides of how each other feel about it and then um rainbow six operation deep freeze the test server went live on that today um i messed around with that just a little bit big changes uh to rainbow six uh delta force put out some new gameplay if you guys don't remember that's like kind of i mean you could maybe venture out to call it like a, a battlefield competitor or something like that and then there's a couple little uh knickknacks small stuff to talk about in the quick shot so it should be it should be a pretty good episode um the more astute observers of you will notice that blue is not here those of you who are paying attention um blue's not gonna be able to join us this week uh his son is in the hospital but he wanted me to tell everyone that he's getting better um things are uh going well training in the right direction uh with his son so we send all of the love thoughts prayers from the scope community to blue and his family so hopefully uh, he gets better quickly and they can get uh, back on with things. But that's why uh, Blue's not here. <clears throat> he is uh, dealing with family stuff. That's, that's trending in the right direction. So that's good. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What'd you do this weekend? Was it mostly, uh, were, you, were you grinding pretty hard on the, on the old COD? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing I did. So like, yeah, Friday was also my birthday on the release of COD. So we did a fucking, a lot of birthday shenanigans, which included COD. So did you have a Miller Lite? Uh, I had one Miller Lite, yes. <laughs> Abier, you had Abier. Yeah, I had a one singular Miller Lite and I enjoyed it. Nice, that's good. <laughs> um, man, I had, a, I had a really good weekend of games. I had like a four day weekend um from uh, veterans day and it felt faster than a normal two-day weekend because i was like so excited to have four days off from work and it just like it was a blur um <laughs> played uh played some rainbow six played a lot of search and destroy played cod on the release night with big fry um had more than one bourbon more than one bourbon <laughs> um tanked my kd and my win loss nice. in search Nice, uh, nice. So, yeah, that's not good. 
But I will recover. I'll recover the stats. That's that's the goal this 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 year with Call of Duty, to, to recover go. the stats. Um, yeah, had some awesome streams. Had a really good weekend. Um, sad to be back at work, but uh, feel like I'm not alone. You got you got Thanksgiving right around the corner though. So we do. Yeah, we do get another like minimum five day weekend. So we do. And then, uh, man, next week might be. I'll have to talk to I'll have to talk to you and Blue, but it might be the first time I miss a week with this podcast. I'm gonna be gone pretty much all week, like Friday through the next weekend. So oh damn, know, okay. I don't know well, what you guys at. We'll talk about it. Maybe yeah, we can maybe just do a pre-recorded thing or something. We can figure it out. Yeah, we might be able to do so. Or you just give me controls and I'll just go live at some random time on some random day and we'll just wing it. You know. I'll give, you all, I'll give you all the login info and you just like yeah. go live from Perfect. a random hot tub. Like Perfect. Exactly. Or a strip club. I, go to a strip club. I'll go to a strip club. We'll do an IRL strip club stream. With just Bob. get me banned. Great. Just get me banned real good. I'll take, if anyone can do it, I think it's me. I'm up, <laughs> I'm up for the job. <laughs> I, I, I got faith in you. I, I feel like you can yeah. get me banned. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got, yeah, I got the week off, but we're going to be uh, going out to... Uh, I'm going uh, deer hunting in Oklahoma um, to my family's land um, out there. And then um, nice. be coming back through to my folks' house, like halfway between here and there for the Thursday and Friday, maybe try to come back on the weekend. But yeah, I'm going to be gone. Like, and that's when I talk about that, that's where I want to move my family hopefully one day. And it is off the grid, as far off the grid. Like, they have one like little power line that runs out to the house and like, that's it. So I will be unplugged. We'll communicate via carrier pigeon going forward. I think we will. I got some trained up too. As long as nice. my dog doesn't eat him, we'll be chilling. <laughs> I'm ready, man. I want to. I, I want to get Starlink so bad, and just try it, like test it out at the house, because that's what I'll have to use if we move. Yeah. And I want to test it out, but it's like it's like six hundred dollars, and then I would just have to turn it on for a month and then turn it back off. Like I wouldn't need it when I came back home, so it'd be. Right, right. It's kind of dumb to just try it, but I'm excited. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm excited because it's not that great for what I do, but it's interesting to me. Like the whole thought of space internet that is pretty low yeah. latency and stuff is just kind of cool. That is neat. Shout out Elon. I know he's watching. The, fu the future. Yeah, Elon's our boy. He, I think he was gonna he was gonna come on the other week, but I think he had to do Joe Rogan instead. He said he didn't want to. He'd rather be here, but he already committed. So yeah, we'll get him. We had a we. <laughs> that happens a lot with our guests. Um, they oftentimes have scheduling conflicts with the Joe Rogan podcast. It's not a big deal. We're used to it. We're used to it around here. So uh, we'll, we'll get them. Multiplayer? Go ahead, man. I'm ready. Man. I don't know. Are you going to DMCA me if I play some of your uh, footage in the background? No. It's going to be exciting uh, to see what kind of ads I get. <laughs> hopefully, it's, hopefully it's some weed ads again. I, yeah. I enjoyed those ones. Well, uh. I'll just watch your videos all day and you watch mine. It'll be infinite money glitch. We'll just watch all our ads together. Dude, I can, I can loop that on 24 seven. Let's try right. infinite money glitch. Just on a, on a different tab while I'm doing work. Let's go. What are you doing? I'm getting rich. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll make like, dude, we might make like 2.35 cents during this podcast. It's going to be great. Not <laughs> oh, enough yeah. to pay for the electricity to run the computer, but that's yeah, not dude. important. All right. Yeah. Big story of the week, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Roman numeral three multiplayer. The launch, in my opinion, was pretty smooth because it's essentially the same game. Um, 
So that's one of the bright sides of uh, of it pretty much being a DLC. The, the launch was pretty smooth. Uh, it's got about the same netcode and stuff, same graphical fidelity. Still uh, having to play it. Still, still having to get it to where it works with uh, last gen consoles. Um, not much different, man. I, I've, I've thought about this all day in like preparation for for the podcast tonight for talking about it. Mm-hmm. Man, I just I have like a list of pros and cons, and I honestly don't know where I set like standalone in and of itself. It's got like the sixteen maps that are old school that are pretty big and and work pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a little bit. I don't want to say duped. I don't want to say slided. It just feels a little bit weird how similar everything feels. I know it's Call of Duty, and I know we expected this. I know it's a it's a sequel right after the next game, so it should be familiar. Mm-hmm. But just where they had, I saw a couple of tweets where people were still seeing like the DMZ logo while they were loading in. Um, yeah. that was left in the game. Um, some other different things that lead you to believe a lot of the game was like uh, copy pasted a lot of the same stuff, and mm-hmm. it just it it really it feels like a Modern Warfare two point five, and I just can't help but have that little nagging feeling that this company is going to make billions of dollars off uh, minimal work, like they've basically optimized their income, and I, it just feels I, a it feels a little <clears throat> shitty, but at the same time the game is decent. Like yeah, I I mean just to I'm build struggling. off that what just to build off what you said there because I I don't know whose video it was that I watched and I shared the same sentiment was um I think it was Ink Slasher one of his videos um also shout out to Ryan Reynolds he's our boy sponsor the channel um you picked a great you picked a great gameplay to show here because this was like a pretty solid game I had on Rust <laughs> one of the one of the only ones on Rust that you'll like ever ever have a good one but um yeah basically think of it this way it's like every year call of duty is the same every year and i think the only reason people have issue with it now is because it's two modern workers back to back um every year they're basically reskins just different eras uh and they even said i think when modern warfare 2 came out um that they were going to be utilizing basically this engine and framework going forward for the new Call of Duty HQ overhaul, so every game's going to build up the same engine. So I think people have issue with it and are calling it a DLC just because it is back-to-back Modern Warfare titles. Um, if this were a, a Black Ops or some random other game, you know, I think you wouldn't be saying it's DLC. And plus, they have a lot of new content. I feel, and I love the I love playing the old maps. I think. It's a lot of fun, and for you, it's the first time playing them. Um, but I think also you look at some of the other development studios like Treyarch, and like you know they've been pulled in. They haven't had a rest, like a, enough time to develop an actual good game in a long time since maybe Black Ops Three ish. I want to say um, they've always been rushed, 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 and kind of like the workhorses. So in my mind, I think this. I mean, I see where everyone comes in saying that it's a DLC, and I can I can understand that. But really, every year is pretty much the same thing, just a reskin and with a different era, different weapons, things like that. I think every, everyone's just noticing it because it's two modern warfare's back to back. But also look at it as like this just means you're going to get a way better Treyarch game than we've ever had in a long time because they actually have a full development cycle this time around. So, yeah. 
I think what does it for me, I totally get what you're saying because every year COD is, is pretty similar. You have same game mm-hmm. modes and all that stuff. I yeah. think what was weird, it it kind of pulled me out of it was like when you'd see somebody using like the TAC 56 or something or you'd see a lot of the same operator skins or like mm-hmm. after a match, it would go to the same old battle pass and you just get the feeling that, man, this still yeah, feels, yeah. this still feels really the same. Like it, was, it just had like an extra bit of... Mm-hmm this feels like a like a dlc um so that was a bit of a bummer to me um at the same time though like again my standalone experience in my bubble like as like you said i hadn't played a lot of those maps because i never played original modern warfare 2 so playing search and destroy on those maps was like i got a lot to learn they're bigger they're a lot more intricate there's a lot more places uh call outs are going to be tough because the maps are like kind of more ran down and like gritty and stuff there's mm-hmm. not like super colorful places and easy call outs to be made so search is going to be fun um it's going to be a good year for search and destroy for for me and, and for my community and um just based on that the other thing that i felt a little bit misled on i thought there were going to be a lot more weapons i thought there were going to be a lot more original weapons when they said like 50 some weapons or whatever i didn't do the mm-hmm. math on that that's on me but i didn't feel like there were that many new guns it felt like there were a few usable ars um battle rifles and stuff like that they did well with the lmgs they did bring some of those in i thought i thought they were ass though do you think the lmgs are like i know your team lmg mm-hmm. i thought they're kind of dog shit like, yeah i mean so I've, I've only used the pkp that you see there in the gameplay and the saw the two that i've leveled up i think the pkp is is good but it really once you get to the aftermarket conversion for the bullpup it's it's very very good um and i had a good i had the you're like super slow with it until you bullpup it then when you bullpup it it's night and day difference and and i think like the gameplay i did in yesterday's conversion for the bullpup pkp like was great gameplay with a bullpup and i think it's just so slow it's a very heavy machine gunning game it feels super slow so like trying to move away from combat is kind of like really hard until you bullpup it and then the other one I maxed out was the saw, which the saw I think is probably my second favorite gun in the game. So yeah, I had again awesome games with the saw. Had a really good time with that one. Those are the only two I've used uh, for, as far as LMGs go so far. I tried to use them, and for for playing uh, multiplayer stuff, uh, they were they were rough. What's up, Blue? What about my Blue skins? The oh, there's plenty of skins, but yeah, like <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess I'll. <sighs> I'll try to quit talking about it and try to get more into the game. I just, I, I'm having a really hard time like saying how it makes me feel. It's like it it took away some of the excitement of like a new call of duty game because it felt so familiar with Mm -hmm. some of those things that kind of break you out of it. Like, and like seeing some of the same old skins, seeing a lot of the same guns, uh, seeing the same old battle pass, like that stuff felt kind of crappy, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, the standalone game itself, I think is pretty decent. It still has the the net code is the same. Um, you still because you see it when you play search, you still get the ghost hit markers and stuff. Yeah. Um, and and gunfights can feel crappy sometimes, but for a launch, and again, take this for good or bad, it basically made everyone pre-download the game right before it went live. So launch was like really smooth, like it just kicked on and like everybody yeah. could start playing. Um, on PC, which is good because usually you have like the servers are down for like an hour you know what i mean so yeah. yeah it was it was nice so that was one that was one good thing that was one good thing about it um like not having the servers be 
completely bricked for the entire launch night was, was a good change uh, with yeah. this way of doing things. The uh, the actual Call of Duty HQ on PC is horrific. Um, it is <laughs> incredibly heard. counterproductive, man. It, mm. Like when I first when I first saw them or heard of them doing Call of Duty HQ, what it looked like to me, and I'm just an idiot, but what what I thought of instantly was like, okay, so you have Call of Duty HQ. That's going to be a page in like Battle.net or Steam where all the mm. Call of Duties are and you pick the one you want to launch. It's like, no, it's you have to launch the Call of Duty HQ and then pick the game you want. Then that closes. Then it launches the game you want. So like you're actually having to launch a launcher. They added an extra launch. Oh, God. Which is not helping. It's not yeah. efficient. It's terrible. Um, That's night and day different from console because on, on PlayStation, I just click on Modern Warfare 3, I boot right up into the Call of Duty HQ, and it's already on Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer. I can hit the down arrow to go down to like private matches or zombies or whatever, and I can hit down again and go to Modern Warfare 2. So it's all like right there. So it's definitely a lot easier however to be fair i haven't tried to like relaunch into modern warfare 2 so i don't know like how what the turnaround time is to like do that i think it automatically launches you into modern warfare 3 on console and then you have the hq there to, to relaunch into a different game but it's definitely much easier versus pc yeah because when you launch the call of duty hq then you can like scroll through the different games sideways to like Warzone <laughs> to the different uh, stuff and then you click it and then you have to wait for that to go down Mm, yeah and and then you have to wait for the other game to launch and it's just like sounds terrible <laughs> yeah it's really crappy um it sucks it actually rivals rainbow six with how long it takes to launch the game that game takes an eternity to launch and i don't understand why but we'll, yeah, we'll get they, to, we'll get to that later but the, yeah, the, the typical the hud the hud and everything like that everyone's been complaining about so yeah I, the ui is here to stay for a while the ui keeps getting worse yeah it keeps getting yeah. worse and worse the the changes uh, they make are always bad to the ui yeah. um but i had a lot of fun playing search um i think the first night uh played together with like the stack i think we went 18 and 3 so my buddy ham had a six win loss <laughs> on opening Damn. night from search so we played well um as far as changes like to the gameplay um like i said man like where i find enjoyment in call of duty i don't really enjoy grinding camos i don't really um enjoy you know kind of running around crazy and playing like hard point mm -hmm. I, I will like to level guns and stuff but yeah. where i really have my fun to, to just to put my opinions in context for everybody is with a group of friends playing search and destroy like with good comms having fun trying to win and trying to come up like trying to make cool plays kind of like rainbow six using yeah. tactical cameras recon drones stuff like that they oh, nerfed yeah. the recon drones everybody who listens knows um i'm a big recon drone fan how it worked in uh modern warfare 2 is even if people had ghosts, you could still see their diamond and you can manually ping them. Um, mm -hmm. But in this one, you can't see them at all. There's oh, no geez. indicator. You can see them visually with the recon drone, but you can't ping them or anything for your team. Uh, okay. um, a lot less people had ghosts, at least so far. <laughs> um, so they were still working pretty well. Um, yeah. But again, like search is playing way different. And it, I mean, it's a different enough experience with the time to kill and with how they change those things um, mm -hmm. that it's going to be fun. I'm gonna have fun with the game uh, for the year playing with friends. Um, I would rather pull my own teeth um, than like <laughs> grind multiplayer camos by myself. Like that does yeah, not sound yeah. fun in the least. Oh um, yeah, for sure. But search is gonna be good. 
So we're going to be able to try out new things, um, some of the new gadgets, maybe get a little bit more into tactical camera. I was watching uh, Marksman play search. He had some really cool stuff. Um, I'm going to post like a TikTok or a clip uh, pretty soon. In search and destroy, there's third person spectating. That is crazy. It should actually be, it probably won't be because I don't think they ever balance anything mainly for search, but it should be disabled in search, the third person view. Um, so you can, have you seen that where you can spectate your squad mates third person? I, I haven't, but I can see why that would be an issue for search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it is hard to control when the person's moving because it moves as they move the third person. So you're constantly having to steer it. But yeah. where, where it is like straight up OP is if you have, like if you plant the bomb and it's like a clutch situation. So uh, we were on Karachi, we planted like the, the B bomb site. I laid down uh, behind a wall and was watching my back. And then I had my buddy Ham third person spectating me facing the other way over the wall oh and he could watch the bomb. God. And it was a 1v2 and I was comfortable because my <laughs> buddy had my back. I was watching my flank. One guy came to my flank. I didn't get up. Ham made the call out. He's on the bomb. I turned around, whoop, shot him. Like, just like using the third person oh spectator God. in search is like yeah, so B. I'm assuming they'll get rid of that pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They should. But the recon drones were incredibly OP the entire last year and they never changed mm -hmm. them. So who knows? Who knows? But we're going to be making yeah. like some tactical, tactical uh, camera plays and using some of the different stuff. Um, uh, as far as uh, weapons and stuff, but like, man, that's the fun stuff about searches. Sometimes you find like loopholes by that and nobody cares enough to look for that shit and you can just right. exploit it. And yeah. it flies under the radar because I don't think they necessarily balance search for competitiveness. I think it just gets balanced with the rest of the game. It is what it is. I don't think they care about the competitive integrity of it that much outside of just normally blanket balancing the whole game. So there's, there's right. interesting stuff. I love finding that kind of stuff. That's why I like search. Yeah. And like CDL is like the only place where they would change yeah. the rules. And I guess ranked, they, they balance that differently, but. Mm-hmm. Huh. As far as weapons, the Holger 5.56, like the G36 AR version was pretty decent. But I, mm -hmm. I thought, is the, the Bass B, is that like the SIG spear? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the spear, yep. That's the, that's the strongest one so far that I've found. Yeah, I, uh, I did that one today for the conversion, and the gameplay I showed was like, it was the playing the war mode. It was like I went seventy and thirty eight. I think it was, and Jeez. it's like it, you know when you get a good that's like like a good overall weapon, but like you get a right build with that, and it's just insane. So I, I suspect somewhat you know down the road, probably when we get into the season one, there will be some some weapon balancing going on. Yep, um, I think i think i like the movement too the movement changes um it's a little bit more responsive and quick but it's not exploitable um like modern warfare 2019 was um you can still like slide and reload cancel um but it's not as glitchy and crazy so i think the movement feels okay um again from the perspective of search and destroy the covert sneakers are annoying man like and i'm gonna get so much shit for this because if you play they're great, in my opinion, in like hardpoint and and domination and TDM and mm -hmm. stuff. I think it promotes people moving, flying around, having fun. But man, in search where stuff is like a little bit more like rigid and readable, it completely yeah. throws so much readability out of the game mode. 
Um, you can you can try to hold an angle like you know occasionally. I mean, I'll try to come up with just like a generic example. So like in Modern Warfare Two, you can hear people's footsteps again. They could pop dead silence and you'd get hosed. But it's like if you're thinking about like map control and stuff in like a three lane map, a lot of times there's like a connector that runs through the middle of the objectives and one that looks down the long way. So you could have people and you can hold cutoffs and stuff and you can gain map control. You can say, you know, this person's watching to the right down this alley. I know if they cross other person's looking down to the left, they can call it if they cross. And you know, maybe the last person or two is in this quadrant of the map. They can't get to sight. Like you have them controlled, you have them contained, but with like those dead silent sneakers, man, people can move like anywhere. And like you hold a position for very long, you're going to get assassinated and have no idea. And sometimes people that are just running around mindlessly are going to get more lucky in kills and positioning without thinking about it just because of those sneakers. So I get it. I'm not complaining too much. Like it's not game breaking. It's not, it's not this boomer needs to adapt or whatever. I can adapt. I can move fast and I can do all that stuff too. So I'll have to, but I don't enjoy it as much, but it's a thing. So we'll get around it. And that's just another thing I got to counter. Like we'll use I, our I think. I think it's going to end up getting nerfed a little bit, probably. We'll have to wait and see, because I did run into it once in just a regular quick play match. It was probably TDM or something, and the guy, you know, I didn't have the bone the headset on, but I couldn't hear him at all. Um, multiple occasions during that game, he was just sprinting up on me with zero, zero audio whatsoever. So, again, I don't know if the bone conductor counters that. It didn't really in the beta, I think we said. Um, so, you know, if there's no footstep audio whatsoever, uh, I feel like you should be able to hear if someone's sprinting up behind you, at least in the more competitive objective-based modes. I get, I, and like, I'm okay being able to visually see somebody, but yeah, I think like, especially in search, right, when there's, it's those competitive type modes like that. Um, at least in, if it's like ranked, it should be disabled or something. So, yep, I agree. I wish the I wish that like I've said several times, that'd be my dream game is to like start with the skeleton of Call of Duty Search and then balance mm -hmm. it. Would be yeah, awesome. Be my favorite game. Um, oh, for sure. So that's not going to change. Um, another thing that was kind of a bummer uh, that people are talking about it in chat, like the skill-based matchmaking, that was another thing that I didn't get the feel. So this is from a PC player's perspective. And again, mm. everybody has different like experiences with these games and stuff. So I'm just talking about mine. I yeah. It used to be really cool when launch was at the same time and everybody was kind of using the guns and leveling up at the same time at like launch night and this was not the case, so console could do the New Zealand thing. And then I swear that it remembered your skill-based matchmaking from the other game. It kept all those same stats. Because, like, when we were playing our first games, you know, we were below level 5 playing against level 40s and 50s already. Like, right at, <laughs> right at 11 o'clock. And it, it was just a bummer. It's like, it just felt kind of... I don't know. You missed... And it's not... In the grand scheme of the year, we talked about this last week, how, like, the beginning part of Call of Duty is kind of fun while everybody's trying to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. That gets shorter and shorter every year. And in the grand scheme of an entire year, it only lasts for a couple of days or like the first weekend anyway. So it's not a huge yeah. deal in like the grand scheme of things. But that was a little bit of a bummer to always already be playing against sweats. And of course, they're using the decked out meta tax from the last game. It was like such a such a bummer. See, dude. 
That's so weird because I didn't run into anybody running Modern Warfare 2 guns yet, at all so far. But again, I, I didn't, I only played a little bit of search just night one for quick, for like the quick play rotations. Um, you know, so I didn't really, I, I didn't encounter any Modern Warfare 2 guns and I didn't encounter anybody that was like super high ranked that I, I that I noticed. But again, I only played like one or two things of search. So, yeah, that was a search thing. So if I played, yeah, so. Yeah. So when we would do our daily challenges, which we need to talk about as well, um, <laughs> whenever I would do my daily challenges and stuff, those were easier to do in like respawn game modes. I didn't yeah. ever see anybody running old guns in those, but in the search yeah. where people were really sweating, I feel like mm -hmm. they felt yeah. comfortable with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I can see that for sure. I've... So we're, uh, one of the big changes, we're talking about things, we've talked a lot about things that are the same, but one of the big changes is that armory unlock so once you get to level mm -hmm. 25 you unlock attachments equipment guns like everything there's certain ones that you can unlock with armory unlocks and how those work is you get three daily challenges you get a point for each one of those and then after that it goes to a fourth bonus one which is win a game and it resets every time so basically you win a match that counts as a point to unlock things have different costs mm -hmm. Prox mines were like five. Tactical camera was like five. Some of the attachments are like three. Trophy system was like eight. Like it just takes different amount of points, and that's that's something that was weird. And I I don't know if I necessarily have an opinion on it. I think for me, again in my bubble, it worked well because we, like I yeah. said, the first night we won eighteen search games out of twenty, <laughs> out of twenty one. So we went eighteen and three. So it's like I got some shit unlocked pretty fast. Yeah, but. If you're solo queuing in a crazy dom or hard point and people aren't playing the objective and you're trying to win, that is a massive cause of frustration. <laughs> if you're trying to win a game yeah. and your teammates are just going for kills and like it's that's yeah. I could see that being frustrating. How do you how do you feel about them? I, yeah, I mean I I don't have a problem with them. I, I kinda like it. I like it, you know if the challenges don't work for you on one day, they change the next day. And I thought it gave me something to do. It's like okay. I honestly, I like it because it's different. It's something new, first off. It's not just the same old, okay, let me rank up to level 55 and I'm going to have everything unlocked. You kind of got to pick and choose what you're gonna, going to prioritize um, and then try and unlock it, right? So, I mean, there was a couple of those, the battle rifles, I think, and the battle rifles and the aftermarket parts that I prioritized because those were locked behind the armory challenges. So I prioritized those. Um, I had my buddy, uh, this Justin, drop me a couple things in zombies that he already had, and I dropped him some some things that I had. So you extract with it, same as DMZ, and you get it. But I liked it. I mean, it was it was new, and again, it it, it took away from because if you if you go one to fifty five, like you said, you you started playing night one, and people were already forty. So it's like okay, if I, I'm just gonna play for like 12, 15 hours and have everything, right? Now you can be rank 55 and still be missing more than half the weapons and equipment. So it gives you, you know, you got to prioritize your play style and what you want. I think it, I think it's a cool change and I can go for what I want and it gives me something to continue to, to work towards. I, I personally enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's cool to hate on new things like this and we're always resistant to change, but I've, I've thought about it a little bit today and I, I think I like it because you're able to pick what you want to go after. Um, so I was able to like, okay, I want a recon drone. It's like, all right, I want that KV inhibitor sniper rifle next. And like, I w it was cool to be able to pick. Um, 
the daily challenges were really easy and then it, it got down really quickly to like winning matches and that's mm -hmm. really about my only source of frustration is i empathize yeah. with somebody who's solo queuing and if you're playing like war mode or if you're playing mm -hmm. like dom and their team like a lot of times when people are leveling guns you guys know people play hard point and they'll just play off the point and go for kills or they'll play dom and they'll let people keep the objective while they can get kills and just go for kills if you're yeah. trying to win matches Man, that is annoying as shit. So I, I think there it would be cool if maybe once you did your three challenges, maybe they reset again and yeah. to, to three new challenges instead of just winning games. Um, it just make sure that they're challenges that the player has control of, right? Because I feel like winning matches can kind of take it out of your hands and then you're you're not in charge of your destiny at, at some point. Uh, and I think but a lot of always... people will start just leaving the lobbies if they're not going to win. So you're going to see like a lot of turnover too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That happens a lot too. Mm -hmm. um, so people can leave. And um, yeah, it would just be cool to make it more. And, and I guess the answer to that is like you could go play free for all, I guess. And you're, you're in control of the outcome yeah. more so. But then, then you're back to like just super sweaty and not necessarily having fun. So I don't know. I, I think a little bit better system would be, I don't think it's terrible, but I think it'd be cool if it worked for me. Like I said, we won a lot of games, but I just mean it would be cool if they reset and gave the power to the player. Like you, you have to get like three pistol kills or whatever. Like that's, they're not that hard, but it would yeah, be I, I, I suspect we'll see them make some adjustments. I think that was just probably the easiest thing to do right off the bat um, with everything they probably had prioritized. So I, I, I think they'll probably monitor that and hopefully change it. Sledgehammer seems like they're on top of things, you know, all the changes they made to the, to the game right now going into this title and everything. And they've been pretty responsive with everything. So I, I, I have, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with their communication so far. So I think it's probably something they're going to monitor because this is, it was something similar they did with, I think like black, one of the previous, it was Vanguard or some other one. They had a similar type challenge system implemented um, with wins. And that it just led to like a bunch of lobby turnover. If you weren't winning, people were just going to leave. So yeah, it's not the first time we've seen it. So you know, right. hopefully lessons were, were learned. And then um, I found a cool gun, uh, the Glock. There's a conversion kit for it that puts it like in like a bigger pistol frame where you can put like a stock and stuff on it. Yeah, and yep. it, it makes the trigger. It's kind of cool. It makes it like a double action trigger that you when you shoot, when you click, it shoots, and when you let off, it shoots. Yeah, binary trigger. Binary it's, trigger. It's basically, basically, you just tap it. You're full. You're like full auto. It's like it's, 900 to 1,000 rounds per per minute. Yeah, it shoots really fast. So I, I started yeah. using that as my secondary in search. I did get the Akimbo Glocks unlocked and they were pretty cool but man having that uh that binary trigger is like oh that yeah melts people so and i you got a 50 one. round mag on it so if you need it so yeah yep it's snappy so yeah I, I do like the aftermarket parts i think is a really really good concept um what they did with that like the one that you just mentioned for the for the glock um gives it the binary trigger and the uh the carbine uh kit frame that you can build on it how you want and then you have, you know, there's a bunch of other ones in the game. There's one that we didn't even notice. So they didn't, it wasn't in their blog post uh, before launch because they did a blog post with all of the aftermarket parts and weapons. And this was not in, in that list was the, um, the, the ACR marksman rifle, whichever one that is. Uh, 
one that's in chambered in 6.8 SPC, um, that one has a full auto aftermarket part for it, which is super cool. I, I, I really like that they did that. I think that they've, they've taken, um, you know, even though we have multi, you have an, you have an ACR assault rifle, uh, an ACR, uh, battle rifle, you have an ACR marksman rifle, but they've added, you know, they're they're unique enough, and the fact that the marksman rifle has a conversion kit to go full auto, I think that you know that's something we were looking at in Modern Warfare 2019, like the battle the battle battle rifles that were listed as assault rifles and things and marksman rifles, you know, they were only single fire, right? Like look at the FAL as an example. Um, here, the marksman rifle has a is single single fire but has a full auto conversion so it just it's a it's cool you know like it, it how feasible is it because the rate of fire and it's a and it's a it's a beefy round but like it gives you the option so it's 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 cool that they did that i think adding these aftermarket parts is a, is a really good addition to the game that i like and the case in point is is what you said with that glock conversion the binary trigger um it, it, what they said is it's, it's basically supposed to give you a, a completely different weapon which it does i think the bren 2 as a uh, 7.62x39 conversion that I unlocked yesterday, which again completely changes uh, the weapon feel, handling, rate of fire, everything. So it's it's really cool, and I think they even they said they converted to confirmed to creators in in a meeting back in August um, that they were going to going to at the least at the time in August implement aftermarket parts to some of the Modern Warfare 2 weapons also. So um, I mean that's awesome that you know. It's, Good for Sledgehammer. They're doing a lot of things that it, with the Modern Warfare series that I think made sense and things that, that, that I personally were kind of looking for for a couple of years now. Um, it seems like they're implementing it, so I, I like it. Yeah, I like the aftermarket parts, I think. Um, I don't have a ton of experience with them, but just that one with a Glock. was It's cool to, like, discover something in the game and, yeah. then, and then add that to my challenges. I went after it, I unlocked it, got to try it out. It's cool. I, mm -hmm. I like discovering things like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, exactly. One thing that did bum me out, and again, it gave me that that feeling of they mailed it in was like how many of the guns that are the same though. Like you have all the KVDs, you have all the Uzis that are the yeah, same. Yeah. And I I know they're different. They shoot different. Like one like the Uzi nine is like the slow chug rate of fire, and then the Swarm is like the super fast nine hundred rounds version. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're different, but it's like when you see the same form factor, the same name. It makes it feel like they're even less launch guns. Um, yeah, but they, but they also did the same thing in Modern Warfare 2. I mean, how many ISOs did we have, right? There was like 35 ISOs in the game, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I agree 100%, but they did... It, it's, it's not like we didn't have that. You know, there was multiple M13s. They did, they did it in Modern Warfare 2 for whatever reason, but so I think that was definitely a bummer. But if the leaks are true, if they're true, I mean, it's a big if potentially we're getting five primary weapons for season one um which would be you know that would that would be really cool so that that in my mind if they add five primaries instead of two or three like that's that's a big step in the right direction and then three new maps as well if yeah, i recall exactly yeah yep so that'll be cool and then the new what do you think you played a little bit of zombies what do you think of the big warzone map it's kind of it, feels pretty cool i played around as zombies yeah I, I played some zombies too uh the map felt cool and obviously the map is going to be different 
like aesthetically that right because it's all it's like zombified for zombies um so warzone's gonna be we, we saw the gameplay it looks cleaner more not zombies um looking, but <laughs> yeah the the map the map was cool for sure i i thought the map is going to be really really fun for warzone so and i haven't even explored half of it like not maybe not even a quarter of it so that's big um yeah i, I keep i i only played a couple rounds and i pretty much spawned in the same areas so i really haven't explored much at all but i i like the map so far yeah it's interesting to get like a little bit of a a little bit of a taste of it, albeit with yeah. weird, weird zombie lighting. Um, <laughs> but no, I think Warzone uh, might play quite a bit better this year. I feel like. Oh, um, oh yeah, then we get Rebirth, huh? In like February or something. Like Rebirth Island comes back. That's yeah, when you're you gonna see Re me. Rebirth make... and Fortune's Keep. <laughs> You'll see me make a return then. Oh um, yeah, to that for sure. But man, I don't know. Overall, man, I it feels. Like, the multiplayer feels dirty, man. It feels like they didn't put that much work into it, but I find myself liking it. So, like, again, in my bubble, i probably give it, like, a 7 out of 10. Like, just from me playing Search, the bigger mm -hmm. maps that are new to me, like, the new tactics I'm having to learn. I'm having fun with it. It's got to be, like, a 7 out of 10. But I want to caveat that with an asterisk that says, man, they've gotten really good at selling nostalgia at maximizing profits man like just not having to put a ton of work into it to make billions of dollars and you just feel that little bit of a dirty nagging feeling uh -huh. but if i piss that off and just get into it and have fun there's fun to be had in the multiplayer i'm i'm enjoying the change up with the longer time to kill too um it does mm -hmm. make some of yeah. the net code really stick out but I, I feel like I overall, I like the ability to outplay. So even if somebody does sneak up on you with those sneakers or something and shoot you in the back, you can kind of, sometimes you can turn and get out of the way, hit a stem yeah. and, and re and refight. Um, I, I like, I like the longer time to kill a little bit. Um, it, it's a challenge uh, with mouse and keyboard to track people because the movement's faster as well. And you got to stay on them a little bit longer with, the, with uh, tracking them and seeing through the smoke and stuff. But I, I, I had this simple i had this similar experience on on playstation just like i, I like i would stop shooting someone instinctively and I'd be like oh my god they're not i didn't kill them yes i need to get back on target so yeah that, but i like it I, I i agree i like it i like the tpk um and yeah i really don't have any gripes about multiplayer like i'm having a really good time with it i'm loving having the old maps back and i mean maybe maybe my opinion of it is probably like the minority but I mean, when, you know, primarily I've always enjoyed Battlefield over Call of Duty historically. And, and my whole thing with Battlefield back in the day was, man, I wish they would just basically add on, you like bring everything forward to the next game and with multiple modern titles and bring everything forward to basically one super Battlefield. And Call of Duty is basically doing that right now. Um, and I'm all for it. I mean, obviously, because I'm I'm a modern shooter fan, so that definitely is like a little bit biased so i'm i'm pretty damn happy with everything i'm seeing right now um and also i think like i really enjoyed war mode i never played it in uh world war ii or vanguard whatever one it was in this is my first time ever playing the war mode um and i'm like addicted like i love i love that mode it's a lot of fun um you're you know there is an objective so it's not just mindless like tdm stuff um 
and it's a long it's a longer drawn out game of two rounds and the map is awesome so i'm i'm pretty excited to have them add you know more maps for a war mode cuz that that war mode map is cool cuz it, it starts with um you know it's it it's based off of the original cod 4 whatever map it was call of duty 4 map is is there and then you have a bunch of different cod 4 call of duty 4 maps and you have modern warfare 2019 maps in the mix and it's all all one big map. I think it's really cool how they combine that and made it flow so seamlessly with different maps from COD 4 and Modern Warfare 2019. So I'm excited to see what they do with that mode and additional maps going forward. That's something um, I would, I played it in the World War II game and I, I had mm -hmm. fun with it for a couple times and then kind of got over it. Um, mm -hmm. but I can see it getting repetitive if they don't. You know, that's what that's what i sure. mean it got repetitive not that it was yeah, bad yeah. it just got to where like okay i'd done that um but yeah which is how i am with a lot of games and campaigns anyway but <laughs> movies i never watch movies twice i'm just i don't like repeating stuff um oh, but, <laughs> but like that's something i always had wished battlefield would do and i thought they had a cool chance with 2042 on the big maps if they mm -hmm. did some sort of like they kind of started with oper with operations in uh, Battlefield yeah. One and Grand Operations, but I, I wish they would have like leaned into that a lot more and made some like story based battles with Battlefield. I think you could have some epic moments, and we talked about that. We've talked about it several times, but like in the lead up yeah, to twenty forty two, and there was talking about some of the lore and stuff in that Exodus short film. I was like, man, they have such a cool opportunity to do a war mode with Battlefield, but on a huge scale. And you know, have like you know, trying to transport these resources into a town that's under in a city that's under siege, and like you could have like yeah. just all kinds of different cool things happen, and how like the operations mode kind of planned out. But I feel like like the operations mode was like just kind of like matches of like conquest or breakthrough or front lines yeah. or whatever. Yep. You had your own unique dynamic story mode where you had to complete these objectives in Battlefield. Mm -hmm. cool. But COD's doing that on a smaller scale, but that's why yeah, I, they are. I think it's cool. And it's fun. I mean, it's a great way to rank up weapons. And uh, like the gameplay I had for both the conversion videos so far was in war mode. I mean, it's if you want, you know, if you're going for like gameplay stuff, like it's awesome for gameplay stuff and ranking up the weapons. Um, and I played it with some buddies yesterday on the Twitch stream. It, I really enjoyed that mode. And I also, you know, going back, just really quick, circle back to like the Modern Warfare 2 guns in the game and stuff like that. Because um, I know some people were like, when I did one of my videos, like all weapons on launch day, just went through everything quick. Uh, people were saying like, oh my God, they released a COD title without, without an M4 in the game. And, and so it's almost like a lot of people maybe, you know, probably haven't bought the game yet, don't realize and, and aren't, you know, in the news um, about everything like we are, uh, that they brought all those weapons forward. So, I mean, it's, it, 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 I really like how they're doing that. And honestly, like last night I watched, um, just on Amazon Prime, I was like having some downtime. I watched uh, the 2014 Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Sabotage, which is the like DEA agents who take down like drug take down cartels and stuff. Really, really great movie. If you guys haven't seen it, I liked it a lot. But I was like, this one dude was using a scar heavy, and I was like, yeah, I want to try and make that. Now that we can put some of the Modern Warfare three attachments on the Modern Warfare two guns and vice versa, I want to go and try and build this. And I made like a disgustingly awesome scar heavy build um and then how they also like how they balance the modern warfare 2 guns um i haven't used them in game but i've used them in the firing range and they feel a lot better like the scar heavy was like almost unusable in a lot yeah. of scenarios and 
Then I'm in the gun range with like a four times optic on it or an L can, which you couldn't even use in Modern Warfare 2. And I'm able to get shots on target relatively easily. Still some kick, still some smoke, but comparatively, I can win firefights with a scar heavy with an L can or any weapon with an L can. You can see in the gameplay, I'm running a PKP with an L can. Like, that's something you couldn't. You, you tried that in Modern Warfare 2. It's like a death sentence because it was just the worst optic in the world. It's just the kick and everything was crazy. So, they did a really good job, I think, balancing things so far. Um, and like, like we said, like you just we talked about with Battlefield, Battlefield, kind of what we wanted. Like this is like a this is almost like a super Call of Duty they're going into here. I want to see more unique weapons, and the, if the season one leaks for weapons and, and maps and things like that are true, they're going to really give us a great season one and some other things that are rumored for season two. Um, I also want to see like you know more of the. Uh, I'd love to see some returning additional returning Modern Warfare 2019 maps uh, or or. Um, maps and weapons because we already have some of the weapons made in return here like the holger and the uh the origin 12 things like that so this is i like i'm very happy with this game so far i'm having a blast with it um and i'm really excited for warzone i think warzone is going to be great this year the movement everything feels good the amount of weapons and attachments you have in this game like there's probably like there's got to be close to like over 100 optics it feels like when i'm scrolling through them so this is I, i'm I'm really, really impressed with what they did. And I know everyone's shitting on Infinity Ward about a lot of things, but, um, you know, you wouldn't have this game. You wouldn't have anything Modern Warfare-wise right now if it weren't for Infinity Ward. So I, I think Infinity Ward gets a bad rap, um, especially if we're talking, if, if you're one of the proponents that are like, this is DLC, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's like, well, then Infinity Ward essentially developed this entire game and Sledgehammer tweaked some stats in the back end, which obviously is not the case, but, you know... the I think Infinity Ward did a great job with their games, Modern Warfare 2019 and Modern Warfare 2. Obviously, some downsides. I think it's also really good that another studio gets a chance to flex their muscles in the Modern Warfare series, which I've been wanting to see for a long time. And, you know, next year, we're going to get uh, Treyarch coming in with with a new uh, a new title set in, like, the Gulf War era. And so it, we're, getting to, we're getting to see studios do things outside of what they usually are able to do. And I think this is all good. So. And then I'm ready for Sledgehammer to do Advanced Warfare 2 next time. <laughs> I actually love that. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I, I enjoyed it, dude. I liked, I liked Advanced Warfare So I feel like when everybody gets asked what their favorite COD is, it's probably the first one you played because like it's like super new and like you're just getting into right. gaming and it's really neat and stuff. And for that, for me, my first COD I ever played was Advanced Warfare. Dude, I, I, not only did I love the campaign for that, but I had a blast with the multiplayer and I was just playing for like shits. No, you know, hook it up to the big screen and just goof around with the roommate. And yeah. Play, swap, swap, I just thought multiplayer. had a blast. I thought that game did, you know, it got a little weird at the end with like the clowns and the gingerbread man and stuff. But like, I thought oh, they that <laughs> I, they do. Well, this one starts out weird. Cause I just saw you in a brand new game fighting against Nicki Minaj. Um, but Dude, she gave me, she, she put up a fight. Let me tell you. Anytime you got a you got a Nikki in the S and D lobby, it's not good. Um, <laughs> there she is again. Oh, I hate her. She's probably a great person. I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah, I thought they did futuristic warfare so awesome. It was like yeah. dark and gritty. That game had the coolest stuff, like with uh, customization, where you could change your gloves, boots, pants, exo top, and helmet all differently. So yeah. everyone had like a really unique look and. People can hate me and make fun of me, but I thought 
the setting of advanced warfare was like super cool like i thought it was really unique the maps were still gritty but they were like futuristic but not quite space yep. like it was like a believable future like yeah, a believable dystopian exactly. future exactly and, yeah uh, i don't know what year was set in but yeah definitely it was very very believable it was like modern with near future elements but and allegedly they've tried to make advanced warfare a couple times but activision told them no so maybe uh microsoft's given like blizzard and stuff allegedly some more freedom so maybe they'll let these studios make more of what they want and we'll, we'll yeah, see I mean, advanced ralph, warfare 2 our buddy ralph was tweeting stuff about advanced warfare 2 over the weekend um so it could very well be the pipeline probably we'll have to see wonder how, how that would be i'm excited for the next cod that's not on ps4 and xbox one it gets rid of old gen finally yeah yeah i agree that that needs to that needs to go. I think this is hopefully this or, or 2024 will be the last one because they need to, now that the next gen consoles are, are available, I think, I think 2024 is one will be probably the last one on, on last. Hopefully. I hope so. But anyway, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep following along with COD over in my corner of playing search. I think we're good. I think I would feel, I think I'd feel all sunshine and rainbow farts. If, uh, if this was like mm -hmm. four, if this was like 40 bucks, cause it had like kind of the same, like skeleton and base and the same older maps and stuff, I would feel great about it if it was a little bit cheaper. But at the end of the day, for the amount of content that is there, inflation, I guess you can talk me into the 70 yeah. bucks, but like, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's pretty good. The multiplayer is pretty good. The campaign was asked. We'll see on Warzone. But. Yeah. And, and if you're someone that's like, you know, it's $70 for a DLC, well, you know, just don't buy as many store bundles this year, then. If that's. Don't that's buy like really, any store bundles. Yeah. If that's like really your hardcore take. Cause I mean, you know, even if the game, if the game were, if the game were free, you, you'd buy two store bundles and already pay for the game. So it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. They're going to, they're going to get their money one way or the other. Yeah. Like, they're going to get, you know, whatever. I, I shudder to think the amount of money I spent on Modern Warfare 2019 store. Just disgusting because they were putting out good. You're a whale. You're part of the problem. I, I was like, I need to buy it. <laughs> You're part of the problem. Like uh, speaking of advanced of warfare, but that's when the, the loot boxes started. And I hate to think of how many loot boxes I bought, dude, because that was oh. like. That was just the start of it, and they hadn't got a really bad rap yet. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I gotta yeah, get yeah. the Subsidian Steed or the the Insanity HBR." And I was like, "I'm glad oh. I never got into those. I'm Dude. glad I never got into that because like I I was so casual. I like had a, yeah. a time where I was hardcore, then I went casual, and then back into like a hardcore." Um, Dude, that game got me with the yeah, loot boxes because I, I didn't that. really know any better, and I had. <laughs> I had like graduated college for a little bit and been on my own and like had some like money just being single, you know, doing my thing. And I yeah, was just, yeah. like, I was just shelling it out for, for loot boxes, <laughs> man. Not good. Not good. All right. $500 tonight for this obsidian camo. Here we go. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Not good. Kind of embarrassing. Um, got to figure it out now. Um, yeah, I guess we could talk about some other things. But yeah, we'll keep up with COD. There'll be little... It'll probably be a, a segment uh, probably most every week uh, with, with the updates and stuff like that uh, coming out. Oh, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. And, uh, and, we'll, and like, there's, there's also another weapon that um, is coming before Season 1, one of the LMGs is the SCAR um, Hammer IAR. That's, that's going to be coming before Season 1 for a challenge. So, I mean, I don't know when that's going to come, but sometime between now and December 5th, I think, is the end of season six so season one should start and the warzone launch to start somewhere around 
the 5th of December. So, you know, it's right around the corner. So we do have a lot of content coming. It's going to be good. And I, I need you guys to tell me, or I need you to tell me what, uh, what stuff I need for uh, aftermarket parts, which ones I got to go after. Was that, was that <laughs> battle rifle one pretty legit? Was it pretty stout? The, uh, the one that went to full auto that I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, it's a Marksman rifle. I mean, it's really good. The full auto version, how feasible is it in game? I haven't used it yet. I've messed around with the gunsmith and I unlocked it. Um, it's good. I would say like the Bren, the Bren two, I think it's the MTZ seven, six, two, that one, you level it up kind of a pain in the ass, but then it has an aftermarket part conversion, which gives it seven, six, two by 39, uh, Russian rounds. And it, you know, it aesthetically changes the weapon a lot and the rate of fire and recoil control is a lot better because it's a smaller caliber. Um, so it, you know, it's like, it's worth the grind to level up the weapon and do the, the challenges for the aftermarket part. So I think, you know, a lot of those, the thing is you're not going to, most people aren't going to unlock that stuff too, at least anytime soon. So I think it's cool. Like you said, it's cool to discover like, Oh, there's an aftermarket part that does this. Awesome. I want to get it. See how it is. Agreed. All right. Move on to a couple faster stories, uh, potentially. Uh, Rainbow Six, Operation Deep Freeze, a new operation. This is the last one um, of year eight that's coming out. Um, it looks cool. It's the first time in quite a while um, that we've gotten a new map. So there's a new map called Demos's Lair. Uh, it's like a kind of think Batcave for like a bad guy. It's like a super villain uh, layer uh, with like all kinds of different like labs and research facility. I mean, like, you know, Tony Stark's like super badass house, but it's like right. that, but for a dickhead. So oh, yeah. um, that's a cool map to learn. A uh, lot of big changes coming to Rainbow Six, man. Um, the new operator, uh, I jokingly call him Toblerone, like the chocolate, the chocolate <laughs> bar. Um, but it is uh turbural, I think is how you say it. It's a uh, Portuguese for shark, I believe, or it means shark. Um, okay. but what he has is like a, a canister that has oxygen and liquid nitrogen and you throw it in the glass breaks and it freezes. So it's like a real time, almost impact breach denier. Like, so if somebody's trying to thermite a wall, he can throw it on there and it freezes it and stops the thermite charge. It doesn't destroy it. Oh, cool. it, free it freezes it for a second. And then, uh, when players walk into it. Um, they also are slowed down a little bit, kind of like barbed wire, and they leave footprints. So actually, um, he oh, can nice. throw it on a ceiling, and they and it freezes, and they leave footprints in the ice. So you can see them above you, too. That's um, awesome. Through the ice. That's really neat. Um, I, man, for, for me, at first glance for this operator, it seems, like, it, it seems like it's a really good op. It fits right in the pocket. It, it feels like it's going to be strong and well-used as a team. But it doesn't feel like Fenrir or Ram or something where you can pop off and go crazy on solo. I think he's going to fit really well into a team with good comms and stuff. Uh, like if you stack him with a Kaid, somebody's trying to breach mm -hmm. a wall, he can throw that canister, freeze the breach. Kaid can throw the electric claw and blow it up and, and shock it and, and kill the charge. Um, so... I, I'm excited for this op, actually. I usually don't get that way. Um, there's going to be some really cool plays. He can actually freeze um, almost any um, objective. His counters are like Fenrir and Twitch can shoot the canisters and stop the freezing effect. Zero can shoot them with the SAM cams. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of potential here. 
Uh, you can see him on here freezing a fuse charge, stopping that from going off. Uh, it gives the operator that it freezes next to a little bit of a stun effect, like some ice on their on their visors and stuff. And then yeah. like being able to see those footprints turns it into an intel operator as well. Um, but just in the in that small area, not like poles that can move around and stuff. So yeah, new map that um frag grenades are getting nerfed heavily, which is gonna be crazy. It's one of those things it's like people are mad about it, but if you think about what people use frag grenades for. Right, it's right. a it's a necessary thing. Um, yeah, I was actually fun. I was actually just playing uh, Siege with Fry, Big Fry on his stream, um, a little bit earlier today, and um, there was someone in Armory, uh, in the Oregon map, and I was thinking with nades. I just went under, took the nade, let it go on the floor, blew him up from below. They had there was nothing. There's literally nothing they could do. Um, so. <laughs> nades nades are a little bit strong now they won't be their fuses are shorter but you can't cook them and okay that's good so that's good. a lot of times people were picking operators for nades not for the operator ability just picking nade mm -hmm. operators because grenades were stronger than a lot of operators gadgets to be honest um for clearing out utility glad, glad to see they're fun they're like i'm glad to see they're still like they're still doing that you know those kind of adjustments it's constant this, this far yeah that's yeah, you know, the game's been out since what 2015 or something so that's insane is, that they're still doing that yeah this is the last year or this is the last season of year eight so we'll have this season until february wow. and then february mm -hmm. is the si that's the world championships i can't wait man um i just watched the atlanta major over this last week it was some really good siege fun to watch um so yeah he can freeze he's good on the roam too so you just saw him in that clip he froze a claymore so you threw it on a yeah. claymore freeze it go ahead and flank same with the nomad charge so it's cool he can play on site with helping with breachers getting some intel above and also roam and clear out gadgets and freeze them and make moves and flanks and stuff so it's a cool op um pretty did, shitty guns that I that I, I read it yeah I was gonna say his guns he's got MPX and then did I read the M4 right is that a 50 cal Beowulf AR-15 I saw yeah it's a DMR it's a it's a semi-automatic 50 cal AR yeah that's awesome dude yep um so he's got that rolling uh, same gun as Maverick and the uh, same SMG as uh, Warden and Valkyrie. Nice, nice. Um, the MPX. So, no, I'm I'm excited. Uh, one thing that bummed me out, uh, it's one of those things that initially just pissed me off right away, uh, but I'm going to have to wait and see, is they got rid of T-Hunt. Like a classic, classic game mode. They have a new AI mode um, that you're fighting against, like operators that are actually like playing the objective, setting out utility, making rotates. You're playing against like computer controlled enemies, but play like real players. So they had to take out the AI of terrorist hunt, and that's how like me and a lot of people have traditionally over the years have warmed up. Like you just hop in a T hunt, run around and, and shoot bots. That's kind of how you get loose and and warm up a little bit. So it. Like that's just a staple of the game. It's been a staple for eight years, so yeah. kind of kind of feels weird to hear them say they're getting Wonder, rid of it. Is there a reason that you said it? They they have a new AI playlist. That they oh they're they're okay. That's why. Okay. So they're replacing it with new AI that plays more like the objective and stuff. T hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, they were just scattered around the map like super rudimentary bots, just like basic, really basic. Okay. Um, AI okay. That you could just gotcha. kind of run around a warm up on. Um, but mm. which is good for staying loose. So we'll have to see, right. see how it plays out. I'm going to reserve judgment. They're doing some cool <laughs> stuff with onboarding. Um, so as you guys know, the barrier to entry to Rainbow Six is a bitch um, to yes. learn everything. 
Um, sure so they is. actually have a new mode that's kind of cool called Map Run. And there, it's, I'm going to try it out with the new map because this will be a map I don't know, right? This brand new one. Um, you can actually, um, it, it's a way of teaching you the map. So there's different objectives in different rooms. It shows you a picture of the room and kind of how to get there. And then you go grab the objective. You grab a tablet, I think, and then it shows you a next one. So you're basically just running around learning the map and learning the callouts. And it's supposed to be like a quick, cool way to help learn maps. Okay, so that's good, yeah. So they're doing that with uh, several of the ranked ones. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because it'll be cool if, if you know we can learn the new map uh, quickly. I'm excited for that. So just a lot yeah, of changes. Neat. That is good. It's good to see they're still supporting it because when I when I played it, I was having a blast with it. Really loved this game before I played it. Like I said before, I I played it before Modern Warfare 2019 came out, like that summer before launch, because I needed something like new that was also modern. I hadn't played it before, and like I loved it, man. I I, I was in love with it. You gotta I, get back was, into it because now, nah, not, yeah. not gonna. They, they, what it takes to like relearn things, man. And but, but they <laughs> got map run. You'll learn the maps. It'll be great. Oh man, maybe maybe play with the buddy Crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so anyway Correct. that's on the test server now so um i'm gonna check it out and then in a few nice. weeks it'll be on the main server so yeah rainbow six still doing stuff probably my favorite game any more um cool the next thing i want to talk about was uh delta force you saw this oh man um, i did yeah we talked about this like a couple months back when it first was announced so, yep so good to see it coming back around so some people are thinking this could be a battlefield competitor. I don't know if I would go that far. It is going to, it's yeah. a shooter um, that is going to have a big battlefield mode, um, like a big giant battle mode um, with large teams. It also has like an extraction type mode with objectives and stuff. Um, so it's an interesting mode to say the least. Looking at this gameplay, so... There's supposed to be a more widespread test in quarter one of 2024. Um, and this, I think, is showing gameplay of their extraction mode with a squad. Uh, they did a test in China uh, where it is based out of and, and showed some gameplay. And I think it looks pretty sick um, for, <laughs> for, for, for what it is. Uh, you do get a little bit of the mobile vibes um, with everything, but you can see like the inventory from from the extraction mode and some of the objectives where they're extracting resources and objectives and stuff. It looks pretty cool. Um it looks pretty cool. I thought that. what was really interesting if you guys remember the initial trailer that came out with Delta Force, um it was really heavy into like specialists and abilities and stuff and people were pissed. And it's funny in this gameplay you hardly see any of it. You see a little bit of the recon arrow there. Um but they really went away from uh the crazy specialists I feel like that everybody was pretty upset about. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't see like really, any, that was, I think the only instance you really saw here and it didn't look crazy specialist. Like <laughs> it wasn't too bad. It was almost like throwing yeah. up a UAV or something. Right, um, right. Exactly. But no, they have, you can already see like really interesting uh, objectives that they're doing you can see the mini map it's on a large open map that looks pretty cool it definitely looks unreal engine-y um mm -hmm. i don't know man it, it, this definitely improved my opinion of it from what i've seen so far again like i haven't played it but it just it looks pretty cool um on the surface and we'll definitely keep track of it but if you guys are interested definitely check out uh some of the gameplay it's on the screen now but if you're listening 
um, you can check out, I think it's playdeltaforce.com. And you can see some uh, the alpha testing of their Chinese play test. And then hopefully we can get our hands on it uh, in quarter one. There's a place on their website also to sign up for it. You can pre-register at Play Delta Force on your respective Ooh, platform nice. and sign up to try to get in on the test. So I don't know how many they're going to take or whatever, but it's definitely worth checking out. If I remember right, it's got it has a vehicle and infantry combined arms, kind of like Battlefield Conquest mode. Can't I thought it had a third mode. I can't remember for sure. And then it's got the extraction mode. Infiltrate. Go around, do objectives, progress, extract, and get out. So, yeah. It, if anything, it's gonna be fun, right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to get hands on this sometime because it's just gonna be. If anything, it's just gonna be like good fun. Yep. And hopefully, uh, I think it's gonna be probably free to play, but hopefully the the microtransactions and stuff are okay, and um, something something you can get into and uh, mess around with. So that is out there to check out. Oh. The other thing I had, quick shots, baby. Um, the uh, the Forge Falcons. So those are the folks that are making. If you guys hadn't heard, we talked about it a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago. Are making the uh, battle royale in the Forge mode for for Halo Infinite, and that's going really well. They've added. I heard uh, Blackout talking today. Um, they've added quads, trios, duos solos it was a featured playlist on the like official screen that 343 like featured the the battle royale um that the forge falcons a group of modders has uh has made and um they're having land tournaments now um so and they've added a bunch of stuff to the map uh new weapons power-ups finish some stuff out with the circles um just it's it's coming along really nicely uh within forge and then the other bit of news is that they're actually uh, making a zombie mode. So these people, the Forge Falcons have been like, all right, you guys aren't gonna make the modes we want, we'll just do it. And uh, <laughs> the BR is out there, now they're making a Halo PVE experience, Survive the Undead 2.0, uh, brings many and updated changes to the experience. It's gonna have the Forge AI, a tiered perk system, random, random weapons wall buy. So it's gonna be like round-based COD zombies, essentially, boss waves, down player mechanics, Legendary drops, new wave system, new equipment, chaos waves, map visual updates, and Easter eggs. They're going to add, and it's crazy that they're doing this within Forge, right? Like, they're doing this within user tools. They're going to be adding story modes, cinematic sequences, map visual updates, and seasonal theming. So, I don't know. Uh, the Forge Falcons, I would definitely follow them on Twitter and keep up, even if you're just kind of interested in this stuff. The fact that they're taking Forge and just killing it, man. Using it to its yeah. full potential. Is, is really neat to see um and if you haven't checked out halo remember halo infinite multiplayer is free so even if you haven't checked it out in a minute you can get in and download this for free and check out halo's battle royale and on november 17th they're dropping their uh, zombie wave system and i've heard from several people that halo's really turned around season five has been pretty good uh with with halo so yeah cool to see this is something that we talked about again with jim from ea about how user-generated content. I know Blue is always uh, really big on mods and stuff and modding communities, keeping games going right. and doing fun stuff. And these guys are just absolutely going balls to the wall with it. It's cool to see. <laughs> yeah, cool. absolutely. It's, it is good. We've been talking about this Battle Royale for Halo since before launch, so. Yeah, and I don't know what happened to it because there, there used to be like leaks and stuff where they were talking about it was like called Project Tatanka or something. Yeah, and people were. 
And then Halo did some stuff where like some of their marketing material and tweets showed like Spartans dropping in and stuff, and everybody instantly thought, oh, it's gonna be a BR, but then it just nothing happened. I don't I don't get it. You never uh, you never heard about it again from them and all their teases. It's really weird. And a lot of the big streamers, I know Tim and Doc and like all those really big streamers were like, We need a Halo BR, we need a Halo like they always say it. And dude, it would I mean, like it or not, like look at Apex. It, like Apex had very similar like, you know, arcadey mechanics, I guess, that Halo did, at least from my limited experience past. Uh, Halo, like the jumping and all that stuff, like felt very, Apex felt very Halo-ish to me, which is probably why I didn't like it, because I was never a huge Halo fan. But I mean, you know, the success of Apex, like, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Crazy. Yep. It's weird. Um, huh. I think that's about it. Did you want to talk about that Burning Land stuff? Do I need to hit the old... Uh... Uh, I, I really... I only <laughs> saw some of the back and forth. I really have no idea what's going on with it. All I know is their Kickstarter lost a lot of money in supporters because yep. of some uh, crap they pulled. If you guys are interested in some uh, indie dev drama, I guess, check mm -hmm. out Burning Lands. Uh, Big Fry made a couple really good videos on it that covered everything really well. Uh, this is a tweet from Moydog that landed on the game's uh, subreddit. Uh, Burning Lands, I think it, from what I understand, was kind of like a hell it loose type game set in Vietnam. Yeah. And uh, essentially what happened is uh, something like, uh, this is a ballpark, don't quote me on this, like 18 of the 23 devs or something like that kind of went on strike. Um, so the tweet from Moydog, who is a squad content creator, uh, talked about developer strike rumors of illegal work requests and now the dev team which has quit are holding a no holds barred ama while project lead chance is attempting damage control is quite possibly the biggest scam in milsim history um yeah so the devs just got tired of uh not being included into talks uh not with the the leader not being the manager not being transparent with where the money is going and stuff and they had like over a hundred thousand dollars in their successful kickstarter and uh it was a successful one and since then um with everybody seeing it and the devs coming out and taking everything public um they've it's just tanked um last i saw it was down below like thirty thousand. so a bunch of the backers the kickstarter backers pulled their money pulled their funding before it ended and it uh it lost a ton of money um, yeah and i know i know blue um, unfortunately he's not here with us tonight, but he, I saw like him, him reply to one of the tweets saying that he was on a discord. I think he was on, I think it was blue on a discord call for like a showcase or something. And the, and the developers were just like shitting all over, like basically you know, airing their grievances not live on a discord call, which, you know, that's not really professional to begin with, but also goes to show like, don't treat your employees like shit, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is like, you know, I don't look what happened. I don't know how super uh super bad it was but it had to be bad if they were that's essentially going nuclear right like you're yeah, burning yeah. all your bridges um yeah so not going well oh one more thing i did <laughs> want to talk about uh phoenix actually brought this up in the discord and i saw um i saw they had a uh oh what am i trying to say uh nexon had an earnings call they are the ones that are uh the majority stakeholders in embark studios um, and they released okay. some new pre-alpha gameplay footage of Arc Raiders. Oh, wait, I forgot. We can't talk about it. 
Okay, now we can talk about it. I didn't play that. It doesn't count. Um, during their earnings call, I saw Rockhound uh, did a video about it, uh, but I haven't hadn't checked it out yet. I haven't had time. Um, so it's pretty cool to see. Again, I played the test of this. This has a super, super good foundation to it. Cool-ass-looking nice. game. Um, it yeah, has a good it, foundation. It, awesome. it just needs a lot more story and content because you can tell um, that they changed directions from PvE to PvP. You could tell in the alpha test that they changed directions um, based mm. on the amount of like PvP content progression that there was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can see that uh, the visual aspects of the game are not an issue uh, with this studio. <laughs> it looks, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely <laughs> it looks that. really cool. So you guys can check that out on uh, next on YouTube video. It's also uh, in my Discord. Phoenix posted it on the Scope channel um, in the Discord. This, this is a game, I feel like Embark Studios just keeps trading back and forth with the finals and with Arc Raiders. They did like an early finals test and then they did the Arc Raiders test and then we've had another finals beta and now we're kind of waiting to hear what they're gonna do with Arc Raiders. But they got these two big games that a lot of people are excited about. Arc Raiders is uh, it's definitely one of them. This had like the full on extraction shooter everything like you could build your base you could build your hideout with different modules and modes for crafting and like it it was this is a true pvpve extraction game and it's got a cool unique setting in my opinion yeah definitely it looks like you said visually it looks amazing so, so all good things yep visually it looks really good if they can keep their performance up and if they can keep uh enough progression like I'm always, everybody who's listened knows I'm skeptical of extraction shooters at the end of the day mm -hmm. in the end game. So we'll, we'll see what they do there. Um, what they can pull <laughs> off. But there's some new footage yeah. out there. It's good to see they're still moving forward. That two big projects, two big projects from Embark. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're uh, they're doing a good job. They got some some bangers coming out. Hopefully, so we'll see. And as long as they don't pull a Modern Warfare 2 DMZ, keep it in beta, and then give up on it, they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So many people played the finals, man. They had a massive play test this last year. Yeah, time. yeah, they crushed it. Yeah, that's good that to was, see. That was crazy. But anyway, guys, no, I think uh, I think that's a show. I think we got through everything. Right? We good? Yeah, I, I was gonna. I'll just say I was gonna type it out. I was like, to to think though, <clears throat> yeah, basically dice pretty much drove all those developers away now now look at it. it's like great cool we could have had that all of that in battlefield and maybe some other titles from ea but you know upper dice management and uh ea for sure i feel like ea probably had a yeah. big part in to tell them oh for sure. what yeah, to do sure. this is obviously something that that they thought about and wanted to do and had to split off yeah yeah it sounds like a passion project um you can tell it so. looks like one too it yeah, looks like so they I care they're proving, you know, this is this is like a lot of these folks are from the dice that made the last good battlefield, which is Battlefield One. So, and, and previous good ones too. So, I mean, they're proving a point for sure. Pretty much, cool man. All right, I think that's the show. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, stay tuned on social channels. I'm not sure. Uh, next week is kind of up in the air. Um, just in case, have an awesome Thanksgiving. Travel safe um enjoy with your friends uh auntie hope you're well man thanks for uh thanks for hanging out um i appreciate you a lot man um i was just looking i just saw he posted a godot port update six out of ten Ooh, dude. Yeah. 60 percent on the way there nice i think just to get off topic a little bit on uh what he's doing at road to vostok it's like man 
like him showing what you can do with like a, an open source engine could be huge for like yeah it's a, it's amazing dude. because it's, that's that's an i feel i think that's an open source engine that anybody can just use and if and he's making this like super sick single player shooter in it that like it's gonna show people that you know what you're doing you can make some cool shit with tools that are yeah. available so anyway yeah it's it's really impressive for sure um but no uh to your point you know just remember guys if if we can't do the show next week i'll be taking over crash's accounts and we'll be live from a strip club in some undisclosed location um crash said he'd give me at least five grand and just toss around so we'll have a good time no matter what yeah think uh think like a train wreck stream giveaway with uh yeah. not near as much yeah. money yeah yeah something like that we'll we'll have a good time no matter what it'll be it'll be <laughs> So we'll figure something out. Stay tuned. <laughs> what we got going on. Uh, all that being said, if an episode doesn't work out, which it will, but if it doesn't, have an awesome Thanksgiving. Everybody travel safe. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. Appreciate you a bunch. But um, yeah, I think that's all I had. Take care. If you want to support the show, be a friend, tell a friend. Thank you everyone for downloading and listening to it. It's been a ton of you guys listening to it. Uh, love you all. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thanks guys. Take care.